Chapter 1 Eamon Redmond stood at the window, looking down at the river, which was deep brown after days of rain. He watched the colour, the mixture of mud and water, and the small currents and pockets of movement within the flow. It was a Friday morning at the end of July. The traffic was heavy on the quays. Later, when the court had finished its sitting, he would come back again and look out once more at the watery grey light over the houses across the river and wait for the stillness when the cars and the lorries had disappeared and Dublin was quiet. He relished that walk through the forecourts when the building was almost closed and everyone had gone and his car was the last in the judge's car park. That walk along the top corridor and down the centre stairway Old stone, old wood, old echoes. He loved the privacy of it, his solitary presence in the vast public building whose function was over and done with for the day. Years back, he would stop for a moment, as he had been instructed to do, and examine his car before he opened the door. Even though the car park was guarded, it would still be easy to pack explosives underneath. Often, as he turned the ignition, he was conscious that in one second the whole car could go, a ball of flame. He laughed to himself at the phrase as he stood at the window. A ball of flame. Now things were safer. Things were calm in the South. He went over to his desk and sifted through his papers to make sure that everything was in order for the court. He noticed, as he flicked through the pages of his judgment, that the handwriting, especially when he wrote something quickly, had become exactly the same as his father's, a set of round squiggles, indecipherable to most others. He gathered the papers together when his tipstaff told him that it was time. "'I'm ready when you are,' he said, as though the tipstaff were the one in charge." He put on his robe and his wig, pushing back some wisps of hair before walking out into the broad light of the corridor. He had learned over the years not to look at anyone as he walked from his rooms to the court, not to offer greetings to a colleague or nod at a barrister. He kept his eyes fixed on a point in the distance. He walked slowly, with determination. Downstairs, the round hall was full, like an old-fashioned marketplace, the corridors were busy as he walked towards the antechamber to his court. This was the last day of term. He would have to deal with urgent business before getting down to read the judgment he had been working on for several months. He looked again through the pages, which had been cleanly typed by a court secretary and then covered by emendations. All the references to previous judgments were underlined with the dates they had appeared in the Irish reports in parenthesis. This judgment, too, would appear in the Irish reports, and would be cited when the rights of the citizen to state services were being discussed in the future, such as the right to attend a hospital, the right to attend a school, or, in this case, the right to full-time and comprehensive psychiatric care. He waited in the anteroom. It was still not time. He felt excited at the prospect of getting away. Soon he would be twenty-five years on the bench.
and he remembered this last day's waiting more vividly than the humdrum days or the significant or difficult cases. This waiting on the last day of term, knowing that Carmel had everything packed and ready to go. They spent each summer recess on the coast, close to where they had been born, where they were known. When he thought about the summer house, he felt anxious and uncomfortable. He knew that he had been brought there as a baby during the first summer after his mother died. He had spent each subsequent summer there as a child with his father. He thought about it now, in the minutes before the court sitting. There was a hush when he came into the courtroom and sat down on the bench. He put his papers in order. The court was full, and it was clear from the number of barristers in the front rows that there was a queue for injunctions and early hearings. He felt a sharp pain in the back of his head, and a buzzing sound came into his ears. He closed his eyes until it passed, holding the pages of the typescript between his finger and thumb.